0: I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. I'm joined by Ellen Hellander, a neuroscientist and chief scientific officer at Dreams, a Swedish fintech. Ellen, why is it important that banks understand their customers on an emotional level?
1: It's important if you work in the finance industry to realize that you work with humans. That's your primary like uh, recent why financial services even exist. And my experience is that too many people within finance are experts on financial products and too few are experts on the core audience, which is uh, humans. So I think something is is missing that in that perception that you are working with humans just like doctors are working with humans and just like doctors need to study their clients, banks also need to study and understand the fundamentals of their clients.
0: Perhaps the problem is one, and you touched on it there, that banks have focused on products. It's a bit like the old story about Henry Ford, who said, allegedly, that you could have your car any color you like, as long as it's black. The banks have been saying you can have your savings product, your lending product, your spending product, any way you like, as long as it's the way we give it to you.
1: Exactly. So it's like, On an intellectual level, we all know that humans are no homo economicus, like rational decision makers, but we're still behaving like they are. When you look at how many financial services are designed and also financial information, a lot of it suits very well to fit a homo economicus persona. And we don't acknowledge that humans, we are very emotional human beings basically emotions is something that is like very prominent the most prominent thing that drives our decision making process what emotions that we have and our emotions is always on we can never turn them off and i think that's not being acknowledged enough within finance and we can also leverage on that by helping people to make more found, sound financial decisions by uh, making money and their savings goal more emotional to them for instance
0: what are the principles in behavioral science that you can port over into banking then?
1: I think one is that, like what I just mentioned, that all our decision-making is emotional. So we need to make money emotional. We need to make financial information more emotional. We also need to understand that when you look at behavioral science, we're all the same. We Our brains are wired the same. So if you create a method and services Based on behavioral sciences, you are very likely to have a service that suits for anyone, no matter if the person is male or female or is Croatian or or German, young or, or old. We suffer from the same type of cognitive biases where the most prominent one that the banks struggle with is present bias, that people only focus on what's right in front of them. And. Uh, we cannot manage to think and plan a long time in the future.
0: Why would this be something, in fairness, that banks need to take responsibility for? Why do you, would you say that financial institutions need to be responsible or, or at least to care about their customers' well-being?
1: I think if they want to, to earn money, that's what they need to focus on. If they don't focus on what's best for the customer it will be harder and harder for them to build good, efficient and long lasting relationship with customers. Younger people are getting more and more value-driven. If they feel that the banks are not sharing the values as they do themselves, they will change provider. And it's very easy today to to change your bank provider. And that was not the case before, but today it is, which means that the banks need to be more prominent in the communication, how they help you, that they care for you. And what they should focus on more is uh, the customer's financial well-being. And let me tell you why. And if you increase your customer's financial well-being, it means that you reduce their financial anxiety and you increase their financial security. And when you have done that in a customer, you have a customer who's very receptive and easy to communicate with and build a relationship with and to engage in your products and the new products. If you have a customer who is very anxious when they think about money, who doesn't feel any financial security, that's a customer that's really, really hard to engage and to build a relationship with. That's why banks should care about the financial well-being of the customer. And that's also how it's also beneficial for the banks. There
0: is obviously going to be a limit to what a, a financial institution can do, though.
1: So one limit is what banks are today. I think they see themselves as... You know, being the expert on anything, because if you look at personal finances, it's a very broad concept. It's everything from, you know, saving money to investing money to mortgages to insurances. And it's quite complex. If you think about it, we can send people to the moon. We still cannot get people to save enough for their retirement. So it's a task that, you know, at first glance, it sounds very easy, but it is super complex because it's about to get the brain to plan 40 years ahead. And that's super hard for the brain to, to do. And the banks, they try to do everything and be, and be like best at everything. And I think what we realize now, it, it is really, really hard. And we see the trend of banks taking in more fintech players who are experts and more niched to help them and embed that into their core existing online banking system. So that's something I think will be more and more common in the future, that the banks realise, okay, we are really good at what we're doing, being a bank, but we cannot be like the best and the expert on everything.
0: So if I'm a financial institution and I recognise I've got this issue, and and actually I do accept you're, you're quite right, this is an issue, I'm not questioning that. But what do I do? What does a bank do apart from Profess, yes we want to be more customer centric how do i go about doing this
1: i think you can you need to uh, change that mind shift on many many different levels where one is to look at what competences do we have today in our our organization what focus do we have for our innovation and product development do we have the right uh, competences the right knowledge and acknowledge that okay we work with humans do really understand humans so either you put aside time to become the expert yourself or you take help from other companies who have done this for a couple of years and you take them in to help you.
0: What are the competencies that I need to recruit, whether that's actually recruiting people, retraining people or forming a, an arrangement with an existing business? What are the competencies I'm looking for?
1: I can give an example of how we have done it at DREAMS. So we have our own in-house science team of behavioral scientists, uh, ranging from cognitive scientists to behavioral scientists that work closely with our product team And we also have our own scientific advisory board with academic researchers that uses our platform as a test bed to run scientific studies on, which means that we can get real-time insights on how we best help customers. And the scientists can get data and valuable insights that they can publish in scientific journals. So it's all about that mindset to be curious and have that as a priority in your organization. And I must admit, I have collaborated with with banks uh, trying to help them to set up their own in-house science team and scientific studies. It is hard because you are a minority and you will be a minority in a very, very big organization. So there will be a lot of noise where you need to break through. But if you can get on a high level uh, in the organization an understanding of that this is important, you can at least help the organization to find other fintech actors who are experts on this that can come in and and help you or you can use their uh, software as a service for instance in in your platform
0: well i've got to be honest and say i do get quite emotional about money when i look at my bank account i can't see my banker getting emotional in his pinstripe suit but looking forward it's obvious I, i understand what you said earlier about how the institution needs to align its values to its potential customers because that way it can keep them and it can build a deeper financial relationship with them.
1: Yes, and you also need to frame uh, the the, the financial experience around their life experiences. I can give an example uh, from Dreams. What we do, we never ever tell the customer it's important for them to save money. We only ask them, what do you dream about doing? That's why our name is called Dreams. What do you dream about doing? What do you want to do? And when you have got the customer to think about in those terms, like how do you want to live my life? What do you want to do in one year's time or in five years' time? And you start to write that down and create a savings goal of your dreams. There you can make them realize, okay, in order to reach this, I need to save this amount of money every week or every month or, or every day. So you have, in a very an emotional way, an easy way that's very nice experience for the customer, got them to set up a savings goal uh, without telling them it's important for you to save money. Because if you think about it, saving money is not important. What is important is what you can do with your money and what you want to do with your money and that you can benefit from the effect of having money saved to feel uh, that you have this financial security, hence financial well-being. That is what is important.
0: Ellen Hellander, uh, uh, Chief Scientific Officer at DREAMS, thank you very much.